So um, I had the most interesting morning. I'm taking care of my three grandchildren this weekend and giving Jeremy and Ashley a, a well-needed uh, break. So uh, I woke up about 5 a.m. To, to pray and spend some time with the Lord uh, before the message this morning. And um, Judah um, woke up like at 7 and then, you know, they just kind of trickle. Once one is up and starts making a little noise, then it wakes the other one up and so on. So they're, all three of them are up, and I'm there by myself trying to get them ready and get myself ready and um, talk about a three-ring circus. Uh, can we all just agree that my, my daughter is a saint? <laughs> three under three. And uh, so it was, a lot, it was a lot of fun. So uh, they're alive. And um, I have decided that for some reason, they think their car seats are a restaurant. So the minute they get in their car seat, they start screaming for food and drink. And I'm driving thinking, what is happening? So the whole way here, uh, I was tossing and throwing back sippy cups and and bananas and apples. And I'm thinking, God, don't let me wreck. Yeah, so it it was a three ring circus. But it was a lot of fun. I showed up with my hair in rollers. So praise the Lord. I'm here. You're here. It's a good thing. Um, so God, uh, let's pray again. Jesus, we love you so much. And uh, we're so excited about your kingdom that we get to participate in a kingdom lifestyle and, um, and that you died on the cross so that we can access the Father. And I pray this morning, Father, that uh, you would come and break in. I ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to rest on us in Jesus' name. So um, I've been covering the kingdom of heaven. This is going to be the third part of the kingdom of heaven series. If you haven't had an opportunity uh, to to uh, hear the first two, I really encourage you to go back uh, online at storehousedallas.com and listen to it. Um, even if you did hear it, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it again because there, the Lord has been downloading some really cool things. Um, so this morning I want to talk about Um, I want to talk about the eyes and the ears, having spiritual eyes and ears and what that looks like for us. Um, I was driving through a Starbucks the other day and the guy hands me my coffee and he said, greetings, earthling. And I thought, okay. But I felt like in a way it was even the Holy Spirit talking to me because we were not created to be earthlings. We were created to be aliens in this place. So what he should have said to me is, greeting, heavenlies. Heavenlies. Heavenly, heavenly, heavy, heavenly, ling. Heaven, forget it. You get it. The point is, is that we're really called to be, um, to live in another place, and we just visit the earth, right? Jesus said, listen, don't take them out of the earth, leave them in the earth, and as I have overcome, you're going to also overcome. So you're going to have the ability to go to heaven and to bring heaven to the earth so that you can live in that life. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to be an earthling anymore, I don't want to be an earth dweller. I want to be a heaven dweller. Turn in your Bibles to John 14. 
John 14, verse 12. Jesus is talking to the disciples about who he is, and he's beginning to prepare them with his words about what's about to happen, that he's going to leave them. And he says to them in verse 12, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you ask anything in my name. Stop there for a second. So here, here's where my journey to the, into the kingdom realm and into heaven began because um, I, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to spend time in prayer, I want my prayers to be answered. I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not very administrative, and I really don't have a lot of patience. And this whole long-suffering thing, love it. I know that's a fruit of the Spirit. But quite frankly, guys, I really want to see effective and my, the effective and fervent prayers that I pray to be answered by God. And so what I do a lot of times and have done in the past is I, I'm in the earth, eating from the earth, and, and have an earth mindset, and I'm going around and asking God to fulfill my will on the earth instead of going to heaven, seeing what the Father has for me, which, P.S., by the way, is so much better than what I had for myself. It's so much greater, so much deeper, so much broader, so much grander than anything I could have thought or imagined that, that would be my portion in the earth. So, so I would rather go there and say, okay, what have you got, God? What are we doing? What do you want to do? How are we going to do this? What's that going to look like? So God in heaven actually has all of the, the what, the why, the how, the when. He has all of that in his heart. None of that has been, he's thought of everything because as John said, he has a plan and a purpose, right? And so I, I, I want to have those answered prayers and I want to be that person that walks in the fullness that God has for me in the earth. One of the things that I told the interns this past week, I said, you know, God is going to finish his work in us, and it's going to come one of two ways. It is either going to be by prayer or it's going to be by persecution, and we get to choose. He is so adamant about the finished work of the cross and the finished work of the cross in our lives that he will have his bride. He will have a finished work, and it's, the, it's, the, it's because he is a good father that he disciplines his children when they refuse to come to him and they get off in a ditch. He's like, look, if you'll just come to me, if you'll just be with me, if you'll just come to me, if you'll just be with me. And so there's that voice that's coming, and it's drawing us in. But when we're like, no, 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 I just want to go to another conference, no, 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 I just want to hear somebody else tell me the truth. And he said, but I am the truth. I am the life, and you need this from me. And I, I mean, I love what, um, um, what we're teaching in EJS, which is that there's Jesus and Anne-Marie, and there's Jesus and John, and I need those. But there was a first commandment that came before the second. And the first commandment is love God, love him, spend time with him, desire a relationship with him. And so in, um, that was kind of a rabbit trail. Let me get back. So in verse um, 16, he says this, I will pray to the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. 
the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him, it doesn't see him with their natural eyes or knows him with their, with their natural understanding, but you know him for he dwells in you and will be in you. So heaven, when I speak of heaven, sometimes I'll talk about the ascension and I'll talk about ascending to heaven because that's really how it's described. But heaven is inside of us. We carry it everywhere we go. So there's actually an internal reality of heaven, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So we have that the kingdom is within. The kingdom is here. Heaven, you carry heaven everywhere you go. You are the very temple of God, the rebuilt tabernacle of David. And so when God talked about and prophesied in Amos 9-11 that he was going to rebuild the tabernacle of David, he wasn't talking about Solomon's temple. He was talking about the tent of David that he pitched in his backyard that was made available for everybody to see. It was made available to all the population. It wasn't just for the high priests. That temple is you. Because in Acts, Luke talks about this rebuilt tabernacle of David, and he's referring to Amos 9-11, the prophecy. And he said, oh, hey, this is the tabernacle of David that's been rebuilt. But you'll notice they didn't go around rebuilding Solomon's temple, did they? Because it is Hebrews 9-11 that the writer of Hebrews talked about. It is the temple not made with hands because what God said is, I am going to build you, David, a temple that will be forever on the earth. And it's and a man is not going to build this temple, but God himself built us who is made by the hand of God for the indwelling power of God to to rest in us. And he said to us, even here, he's saying, listen to me. Listen, this is a heavenly experience. Don't try to put God in a box. That's why he said, listen, the, 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 the human mind is not going to comprehend what are the things of the spirit. Because the things of the spirit don't have boundaries. The things of the spirit doesn't have time. It doesn't, it's not constrained by gravity. It's not constrained by the things of the earth. So the things of the spirit are going to look different than what you think of with your natural mind. That's why he said the natural mind can't comprehend it because it's too weird. And I can tell you just from my experiences with the Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm like, this is, this is, this is phenomenal how creative you are in the way that you try to communicate with me. So here's the thing. God invited all of us to an appointed time. Say appointed time. Okay, so every single one of you, there has been before time began, the word says in in 1 Timothy that before time began, there was actually, you were saved and you were called with a holy calling and grace has actually been appointed to you for the fulfillment of that calling. So he knows everything you need to know for the situation that you're in today. I don't care if it's money, 
if it's health, if it's relationships, whatever it is, and whatever you're called to do, if you're called to the church, then, then that's great. If you're called to the business place, that's great. If you're called to the schools, whatever it is that you're called to, there is an appointed time for you, and the who, what, when, where, and how has already been determined. Now, the, here's where the mystery lies. Are you going to go to the vine? Are you going to go to to Jesus to get what he has for you? Or are you going to continue to live on the earth and try to figure it out in your own strength? The Lord showed me that the vine that he speaks about in John 15, that vine is really like an umbilical cord. And, and he had me look up the umbilical cord. The umbilical cord, actually, I didn't realize this. The umbilical cord is actually made up of two arteries. And those two arteries go to two places in the human body. It goes to the heart, and it goes to the liver of a child. So the liver cleanses, gets rid of all of the toxins in your body, and the heart is a place of intimacy and love. So these are the two places that an umbilical cord, when you're connected to heaven in the spirit, we must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. We cannot be born of our, of our, of our natural minds, but we have to be born of the spirit so that we can be cleansed, so that we can be strengthened in our hearts. And we can't think with our human understanding, but we have to allow our brains to comprehend through the life of the Spirit. Um, let me give you a, a testimony. In, in the, as I began my journey into heaven, um, I was really surprised by something Heidi Baker said. I was at one of her conferences or something. It was at Sojourn Church, I believe. And she was talking about um, all of the, the um, difficulties in having a ministry in Mozambique and um, the challenges that come along, the financial challenges to try to feed um, 5,000 orphans every day. And, um, and she, she mentioned something. She said something, and it was kind of an aside, but it just stuck with me. And I thought, that's a thing. That's something. That's got Holy Spirit on it. And she said this. She said, you know, I never ask anyone for money because my father in heaven has a treasury room that I go to, and I just get what I need. And I went, what? Wait a minute. And then she goes on and starts, you know, talking about whatever. And I'm like, Urk! and I just, I just camped on that. And I thought, okay. There's something that I don't know about heaven. There's something that I don't know that somebody, whoop, somebody didn't tell me this. Somebody forgot to t share that part with me. What do you mean there's a treasury room? What do you mean that I can access a place in God and not have to strive or worry about my finances? Okay? Okay, God is our provider. He's a good father who gives good gifts to his kids. And so I said, I I'm going to, I want that, I want to find that place. So I went into prayer and I'm like, Lord, show me where this treasury room is. And he did. Guys, 
there, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. There are many rooms in this place in Christ that we can access, and we can actually bring that down to the earth, and we will see that then be made manifest in the natural. So what, what I said to him, I said, well, that treasury room, I want to go there. Can I go there? And I'm in this place with the Lord, and, and I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this doorway. And, um, and he said to me, uh, yeah, you can go there. And so I went in, and there were gold bars, and there were jewels, and there's all of this money. And so I took, I said, well, what can I have? And he said, well, fill your pockets. So I did. I took money, and I put them in my pocket, and I came back down. I was like, okay. Da, 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 da. I know that sounds really weird, doesn't it? But it, it works, I'm telling you. And every time I do this, within a week to 10 days, all of the needs that I have are met. Now, I haven't said a word to anybody, and God always does it in the most miraculous way, but I'm telling you, this is a reality that it's on earth as it is where? In heaven. God has everything that we need. He is our provider, right? All the gold and the silver belong to him, so I'm going to go and get it. Okay, some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, if you will try this, it works. The only thing that keeps that door locked up, and I've seen it because I've done this for friends of ours. I said, okay, well, let's see, because they were having a really difficult time finance, you know, in their finances. I, I, and I think I've told this story before. But they're having a really hard time financially. And so I said, well, let's, let's pray, and let's just ask the Lord what's going on. Let's just see what's going on in heaven, because something's going on in heaven, because the, the word says that God provides for his children. And so if there's something holding it up, so we did. We, we all prayed. John was there. We were all praying. And I saw the door, and the door had, uh, it, was, it was closed. Not it was closed, but it had uh, those things that you, like railroad track ties over it. And I was like, oh, that's not good. And the Lord showed me in the vision that um, they had a word tithe on it. And, I, and so I told him, I said, this is what I saw. I said, there was a blockage because of tithing. Are you guys tithing? And they said, well, no, we, we don't tithe because, you know, we just can't afford it. It's not in our budget. And I was like, okay, let's talk about that. So we just said, look, God's word is true. And it's always true. And so that, that was on Saturday night on Sunday for the first time. In years, they wrote a tithe check. On that next Monday, his boss called him into the office and gave him an unexpected raise. Can we just tell you? I'm telling you guys, heaven, if it's in heaven, you can bring it down to the earth. Why? Because Jesus died to give us access to the Father and all of the resources that has been prepared for you to fulfill the calling and the destiny on your lives. Sorry, I'm yelling, but I'm passionate about this. So we really have to grow up into Christ. Um, you know, last week we were talking about the hidden place and, and, and how in Matthew 6, Jesus said, here's how I want you to pray. I want you to go in 
to the sec- his secret place. This is his secret place. I want you to go into a place, and it's his secret place. It's a place in God that that word means that's been hidden. And he, what he wants to do is he wants to reveal it to us, to those of us, the kings, that are willing to seek out and search out the riches that God has in himself. So just because something is secret and just because something is hidden doesn't mean it's not available. It just means that we have to ask, seek, and knock, right? So we have to go through the process of saying, hey, hey, Lord, I I need some help here. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 2. Is everybody good? 1 Corinthians 2. All right, Paul. To me, um, 1 Corinthians 2, this first part of, from verse uh, 1 to 14 is really talking about the, the heaven to earth um, reality. So he, in, um, I'm going to start in, I'll start in one. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And in my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but with a demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but it would be in the power of God. Now, how many of us have done that at the office this past week? Come on, man, you start doing this, I'm telling you, that place is going to get set on fire. And, and see, here's, here's the thing. It's not you're going around and you're saying, hey, uh, you know, you, you need to believe in Jesus and hitting people over the head with a Bible. But what's happening is all of the sudden, the wisdom of heaven is on your lips because you took the time to go and get it for them who needed it. And you are walking around in your glory body and somebody's sick and you said, oh, hey, let me just pray for you. Bam, they get healed and they're like, what just happened? And then they go tell the coworker, I had this situation and all of a sudden she prayed for me and I'm healed and I'm an atheist and I don't understand what just happened. And you got revival, okay? All right, verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Here it is, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. But it is written that eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And so he's saying, listen, you got to have the eyes and the ears to see this. You have to have eyes that see in the spirit and ears that hear in the spirit. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except for the spirit of the man which is within him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of that is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to 
us by God. The free gift from God, from spirit to spirit, has been given to us. These things we also speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit, for they are foolishness to him. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to talk to you now, and I'm going to tell you about what it's been like for me. I'm going to just tell you a couple of stories because when I started this journey, I was a babe, and I was an infant. I was a babe. And everybody here who knew me in the beginning can tell you I was on milk. But anybody who has been in Christ for 13 years It's really the place of transition where the Lord is going to begin to feed you with meat. Now, when when my son Samuel was a baby, I didn't try to give him steak. I kept him on milk because that's where he was. He needed to be fed. He was completely dependent on me for for to be nourished. And so when we first get saved, it's really the mercy of God to come to us and to feed us and to give us what we need in order to help us to grow. But there really is a point where he tells us it is time for you to mature into the deep things of God and begin to go out and kill that hog and learn how to to skin that hog and tie it up and make yourself a steak. Pork job. Now, when my son turned 13, John gave him a gun and began to teach him how to provide for himself. That boy no longer needs me to make him a meal. He eats everything in my house. So he is, he is at the age where he's learning how to go to the Father to get what he needs. He's learning how to go and begin to get the mysteries and the deep things of God. So, so really, the age of manhood for Jewish tradition was 13 years old. I believe that there is a door that's open for us. And God is saying, I've been feeding the church with milk. I've been nursing you. But you've really arrived at a place where it's time for you to learn how to do this and how to begin to ascend into heaven. You know my word. You know my nature. You know who I am. You're not going to, you're not going to be carried away by the trickery of man, or you're not going to be deceived at this point because you know me. So come with me and trust what you see and what you hear from me, that it's, 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 it's the Father who's talking. You know, David gave us really as a recipe of how to succeed at this. If you look at David's life, he really uh, had everything that we would want. He, all of his enemies were conquered, and he prospered in the land with great wealth and tremendous abundance. And that's really what we want. We want the enemies taken out, right? There's that umbilical cord again, the liver and the heart. 
We want to be safe from the enemy, and we want to have an intimate relationship with the Father. Psalm 27, where David talked about, it's actually Samuel, my son's favorite um, scripture, Psalm 27, 4. The one thing that I desire is to live in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life. What he was saying there is, all, I, I, I desire to be a habitation of your presence, God. That all the days of my life, I would hear your voice. I would feel your presence. I could feel your touch. You would give me wisdom so that I can prosper and live. And really, in Psalm 27, that's what he does. He, He talks about all of the ways that the Lord has blessed him and saved him. So how do you hear and see? There's 11 steps. If you have a piece of paper, you want to write these down. 11 steps to hear and see. Step one, you need to spend time in his secret place. Time. Oh, time. Love time. I don't have enough time. You have enough time? I don't have enough time. So you can just get over that, not having enough time or being too busy, because that's not an excuse, and that's really not going to work for you when, you know, and and I, I like to think of it this way. There are two things that you really cannot live without. One, you need, to, you need to eat right and exercise because you're taking care of the temple, the physical temple that the Holy Spirit dwells in. And the second is you, you can't live without spending time with God. You have to give him your time. You have to have your daily bread. Because if you get your, your instructions from the Lord every day, And you're like, hey, what do you want to do today, God? Okay, that sounds good. Let's go do it. How much easier is your life going to be? So when the Lord says, here's what I want you to do today. I want you to bless your boss. I want you to bless him. I want you to speak words of encouragement over him. Let me give you a scripture that you can meditate on on his behalf. Let's say you go into the office and your boss just totally... Uh, uh, in his, all of his words of hatred and condemnation just totally blast you. But you, you know you don't have to worry about any of that because you've already got the word of the Lord of how you're supposed to carry yourself. And your love, because you've already been prepared in the secret place, is the very thing that causes all of those words to come down and, and, and really helps your boss to move to that next place. Sets him free, Right? God is always preemptive. He's never late. He always sees it coming. He's never surprised. All right. A lot of people say that you don't really need to go spend time in the secret place, that you can just get God on the run. I'm telling you, I tried that. It doesn't work. Yeah, it may work for a little while, but then you're going to find out, oh, I'm eating from the earth. Things are going wrong. I'm getting stressed out. Everybody in my life's making me mad. Da 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 da. You know the whole long list. Now, granted, as you get better at this, because it took me a while to get this, guys. I'm not kidding you. I spent three years spending all of my time in prayer because I was a AAA bunny and I had a loud soul life, so it was really hard to get me to sit still. Okay, which 
really, I'm looking at all of you, and, you know, it's a room full of ADHD. No offense. But all of us run all around and all the time being very productive. And so it took me a really long time to learn how to sit down on the inside so that I wasn't so electrified by life. Like, I got shocked all the time, you know. Um, And maybe it doesn't take that long for you, but it took me a long time to really sit down and hear the Father's voice. But you've got to go through the process of doing that. That's why you really need to take our internship because we'll teach you how to do it in three months. Amen. Wow. All right. Um, so listen, as you get better at this, what will happen is that you'll actually begin to become a, a habitation. And it's not that you're not a habitation when you get saved. It's just you don't know you are. You don't understand this whole kingdom living. You don't know about Christ in you. You don't know how to, how to go to that place, that secret place in God. Most of the church doesn't even know it exists. <laughs> and, uh, and again, they're still living on the earth and uh, dwelling in the earth and eating from the earth. So there's no victory in the church, okay? So, so the secret place is key and important. So that's step one. Go to his secret place. Step two. Trust him and don't give up quickly. Trust him and don't give up quickly. A lot of times if it doesn't happen, if if God doesn't show up in the first five minutes, you're like, it's not going to happen. That's just for all those other people because they're holy and I'm not. And you start getting your whole long list of all of the reasons why it ain't going to happen for you, right? Did I just say ain't? Come on, bring the country. (laughs) But I'm telling you, when I first started this process, it took me three hours before the Lord showed up. Three hours. But you have to be willing to say, I'm not letting go of the hem of your garment until you bless me. I'm not willing to go on this journey just so I can be some religious Christian that checks all the boxes of what I of what the church is doing today. Up, oh, went to church, check. Uh, I got I, I use spiritual language, check. Uh, read my Bible, check. No, I'm telling you guys, I want the deep things of God, and I want to live and bring a kingdom of heaven to the earth. Step three. Ask the Spirit to guide you into all truth. John 16, 13. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you the things to come. Okay, he's going to tell you the things to come. The Spirit of truth is going to come, and he's going to lead you into all truth. Here's what happens with Christians, though. They get into a place of seeing and hearing, and they think they're seeing and hearing themselves. They think that they're going to be deceived by what they're seeing and hearing and that it's not the truth. But the word says, and what did we just say before this? Step two, trust him. I love what uh, Terry Moore has always said to me. God is more able to lead you than you are to follow him. So we're either going to have to trust him with our whole hearts believing that what we see and what we hear are truth, or we're going to have to believe that God is going to leave us uh, to to deception, which he's not. Because the Spirit of the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
And he loves you, and he wants you to prosper. He is our teacher. He taught me how to hear his voice. And, beloved, I am your sister in Christ. I'm not, I'm not some spiritual superstar. I am your sister in Christ. You are my brothers and my sisters in Christ. He, just because I've been called to this position of authority does not mean that you have not been called to a position of authority. He sees where you are, and he knows what you need, and he will come and give you his voice, and he'll show you his heart. Step four, ask the Spirit, what is the message coming from heaven today? Daily bread. All right, what, what, do you, what have you got for me today, Lord? Show me. And again, as you, as you, the more you do this, the better you'll get at it. The more you do this, the more that you'll trust that you're seeing and you're hearing. Step five, learn to see with your spirit eyes. Ezekiel 12.2 said this, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house which has eyes to see but does not see and ears to hear but does not hear, for they are a rebellious house. So you have to ask him, God, give me my eyes. And the best way to do this, guys, is to close your eyes. So when you go to, into prayer, and even when you're in here and Jared's up there, I, I, I encourage you, if you keep your eyes open, the, the chances of you having an encounter will decrease. Because it's the eyes of your heart that are actually connecting in the spirit. And so I have to close my eyes a lot of times if there's distractions or if I'm looking at what somebody's wearing on the stage or, you know, what somebody's doing or whatever. It, it'll be a distraction to me. So I close my eyes. And, the, and I ask the Holy Spirit to come and, so I can get in the zone with God. The other thing that I, and, and this, is, this is part of my training and the way that I've gone about it. Now I've been doing it so long, there are a lot of times that I, if I pace and I'm going along and I'm praying and I, I have to get myself moving and what I'm doing is I'm getting into the zone. You know when you run and you got to get in the zone? Like when you first start running and how hard it is and you're like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm dying here. This hurts so bad. Well, that's kind of the way it is when you're praying, when you first start praying, right? You start to first start to have your encounter. You're like, what's happening to me? I'm sitting still. I'm being quiet. Ah! But then you got to get in the zone. So I'm getting in the zone with God. I'll begin to pray in the spirit. I'll begin to declare. Remember I told you last week, I'd begin to declare, God, you are faithful. You are the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. God, I thank you that you are my provider. And I begin to declare who God is. And then I, pr I typically have praise music on. I just begin to praise him. Everything that you've done for my life, God, I thank you. I thank you for your word over my life. I thank you for a loving marriage. God, I thank you for my children. And I just begin to go down the list of all of the blessings that he's done for me. And then, dun, da, 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 heaven opens up and I begin to see and I begin to hear. Okay. Now, when I begin to see, I don't go, oh, that's not God. Because I'm telling you the things that you are going to see, and I'm getting ahead of myself, are going to be weird. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Um, oh, let me back up for a minute. As you begin to, um, you're going to, you're going to start in that place. And I talked about this last week, but you start with 
uh, you're going to go in with thanksgiving and praise. You're going to declare who God is, thanksgiving and praise. You're going to open the gate, go into his courts. But I'm telling you then, he is going to come. His presence is so electric with power infused with emotion it is bigger than what you can think that you when he comes it almost makes you want to run because it's so hard to be with him at that level but that is where you have to go forward you have to you want to draw back remember uh, Isaiah said I'm undone I'm like a man that is undone I'm undone by what I see, and that's what it feels like. You're so undone by the presence of the Lord, you actually want to hide. It's too much. Okay, I had an encounter. I'm going to go now. No, 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 no. Don't run, but but press in, and that's where you begin to really worship in spirit and truth, and you really have an opportunity to, to really go into God in this place, and it will really benefit your life. You'll, that's, that's, that's the place where you're crying and you're on the floor and... It's, it's amazing. All right, number six, <clears throat> learn to hear with spirit ears, which is basically you're learning to, to hear with your ears and see with your eyes so that it's unto releasing what you see and you hear with your words. And so hearing, when I hear the voice of the Father, it's typically, hey, I want you to tell so-and-so this because I, the, here are my thoughts about that person or here are my, here are my thoughts about you. And, 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 um, it's really important that you journal this. You journal what the Father is saying to you because what he's doing is he's releasing words of life. He's releasing strategies of how to be successful. He's releasing the solutions to your problems. He's releasing his perspective over the, the difficult relationship that you have. And the minute that you get all of this, what happens is it actually will set you free from the control that you feel like you have to have so you don't feel any pain. Because all of us spend our time managing our, our, our lives so much because we don't want to be in any pain, right? But it set you free of that because you're like, dang, look who's in charge. That's good news. Okay. What am I on? Number seven. Did I do seven? All right, number seven. Ask the Holy Spirit to tell you the meaning of what you see and hear in visions and dreams. When you, when you go into a vision and when you begin to see with your spirit eyes um, and you hear with your spirit ears, guys, this is not you watching a movie, okay? The minute that you begin to enter into that thing and heaven opens up, you, your eyes may be closed, or as you get better, your eyes actually may be open and you're seeing in the open. I can now see in the spirit with open eyes. And, and so I'll discern what's happening around the room and I can see things. I can see angels. I can see, um, I, I more sense the demonic than I see the actual demonic. But, but you'll begin to see. And as you begin to see, you need to ask the Father, what, tell me what this is. What are you showing me? What do you want me to do with what it is that you're giving me? This is a dialogue. That's why they call it a relationship. You, he wants to bring you something, but most of the time you're not going to understand what you're seeing because, it, because typically how he speaks to you in a vision is the same of, as how he'll speak to you in a dream. How many of you have weird dreams? Raise your hand, right? 
It's like, what? So sometimes I'll see things in my visions and I'm like, well, that's really interesting. I have no idea what that means. And so I ask him, Lord, what does that mean? What are you showing me? And then the spirit of truth comes and he begins to say, this is what this is. And it just, it just blows me away because he, he, his, his ways are so much higher. And the way that he expresses himself is so much more creative than the way that I would have thought to do it. See, I would have done this. All right, let me tell you this. But he actually hits all of our senses in that place. And he's like, I am a multi-sensory God, and I am going to show you and tell you what I'm trying to communicate. And then there's other times where he's perfectly clear with me. And he's like, ABC. Look, I showed you this picture, and it's very clear. You really don't need an interpretation. I'm being very clear with you about what I'm doing in your life right now. All right, just a couple more. Hang in there. I know it's lunch. Number eight, getting to know the voice of the shepherd. He says, I am the shepherd, and my sheep knows my voice. So here's what I want you to do. When you are in a place of prayer and, and, and when you're in a place of, of having visions and, and hearing from the Lord, um, number one, does it, you're going to have to ask yourself, does what he, is what he's saying line up with Scripture? Does it line up with the Word of God? Number two, does it line up with the known will of God? Number three, does it line up with the nature or the fruit of God? And number four, am I going too fast? All right. Number one, does it line up with the word of God? Does it line up with the known will of God? Number two. So the things that he's already spoken, everything should have, it should, it should be leading. It's line upon line. Everything that the Lord's done in my life is line upon line. Why? Because that's how he builds you. He's building you line upon line, glory upon glory, and that's how he builds. And so if he says something that's like, whoop, you're like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense because this is what you've said all along, and that doesn't line up with that. So you're going to have to check that and make sure that that is, in fact, true. And I usually just shelf it. All right, number three, does it line up with the nature of God? God is good. He is good. He is good. He is good. His, his, his intentions, his thoughts about you are good, period. God does not cause sickness. The other guy does. Number four, and this is really important, is there a witness? So what I do in my life, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm apostolic prophetic, I've, I've surrounded myself with a prophetic group of people. So uh, all of my friends hear from God. They know the word of God. They, and so I, can, I, I, I trust their, their maturity in the Lord. And so when I'm beginning to hear and see stuff, I'll share that with them to see if I can get a witness and, and, and or if they will say, yeah, that's right. I prayed about it and I feel like that's the Holy Spirit. Or a lot of times what I'll do is I will tell the Lord in, in, in my encounter, I need you to bring someone who will give me a witness of what it is that you're saying. And he'll do it. He'll show up, somebody will show up, and, and, and then we'll say, I've had this happen to me several times, verbatim, verbatim, word for word, what the Holy Spirit said to me the day before. And I'm like, okay, there's my witness. By the witness of two or three, we know what's, what's going on. Amen?
So ask the Lord for confirmation. Step nine, I already talked about this, um, dialogue. It's really important that you ask Lord questions during your encounters. What is this? What are you doing? What are you saying? When do you want me to do this? How do you want me to do this? He's the best teacher that I've ever had. He knows everything. He knows everything about me. He knows everything about my life. Step 10, we must be free of unforgiveness and strife. When I have unforgiveness in my heart, forget it. Forget trying to enter in with the Holy Spirit. Forget it. Forget it. Just doesn't happen. It's like the, the, the heavens become brass. I can't hear. I can't see. I can't experience love of God because, because I have to love God with my whole heart. And if I've allowed bitterness to come in and atrophy a part of my heart, my heart has been taken captive. You know, so I, I have, I have just now canceled out what, what it was that I was really hoping to do. So you have to go to your brother or sister, whoever it is that you have an issue with, and you have to confess it and you have to forgive them. Just do it. Who cares? I mean, you know, God's more important than being right. Step 11. And here's the hard part. You have to free up your imagination. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say imagination. Do you know why God said that you have to be like a child to enter the kingdom? Because it's not hard for a child to see heaven. Because they haven't put the bounds of, of um, humanism in their minds. They, they are free in their minds to see heaven. And let me give you an example. I was just up at the Comenius School of Creative Leadership um, in Fort Mill, um, South Carolina. And they, these sixth graders um, all came around us. And the teacher told the sixth graders, okay, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to play some worship for about five minutes. And I want you to hear from heaven. And I want you to prophesy and release what you see and what you hear over these two women. Um, and... Uh, so they did. Five minutes. Guess what happened? Every kid in that room, there were about 13 of them, went to heaven. They all came down, and they saw these visions. Now, some of them saw some really weird things. One of them's like, I saw this elephant, and there was like this little mouse by this elephant. And I asked the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? And the Holy Spirit said, that you're like the mouse, and but you don't need to worry because the mouse is going to be victorious. I'm like, you're in the sixth grade. How do you know I'm a mouse? But, I mean, there was so much witness on the things that they were doing and saying, and they were prophesying to us accurately from the visions that they were getting from the Lord, and they're in the sixth grade. So, don't let your mind soar. Let your imagination soar with the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid that you're going to get it wrong. Don't be afraid that you're going to, what, imagine something. Have you ever, okay, if you've never tried this, I've tried to, like, imagine outside of the, of the realm of God. It doesn't work. He won't let me go there. He will guide me through the fact that I am submitted to him 
I'm submitting myself to the will of the Father. I'm in the place of prayer. I've been worshiping him. He is now surrounding me with his presence through worship and prayer. And and guess what? He's in charge of what's happening to me. That vision is from him. So here's what I want to do. It's 1230. If you guys want to do this, we'll do it. But if if you've got to go, then you're released to go. But um, I want to put some worship music on. Uh, um, Mason, put on something from Bethel, something that's real worshipy. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to practice this. Oh, mellow, mellow. All right, I want you to turn down the lights because here's what we're going to do. For 10 minutes, five minutes, I'll give you five minutes, okay? Because if sixth graders can do it, you can do it. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. And some of you are going to get a picture. Others are going to hear something that the Lord wants to say to you. And others, you might actually have a vision. This is the way that we're called to live. This should not be hard for us. So I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and release us. Y'all ready? Jesus, I just thank you for who you are and all that you've done for us. We declare your goodness. We declare that everything you've done is finished. It's, It's finished at the cross. We ask you, Father, to come and release the caps on our minds that we can be set free in our minds to fully navigate heaven as you lead us. And I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would lead us into your heart. That you would open up the door to heaven to us. The door of your heart. I thank you, Father, that you said that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So just release it over us now.
A lot of you um, were having encounters that you a- actually need to finish on your own time. Um, so, it, does anybody want to share what they saw? Sasha? Um, he just took me to this country house and this huge river. And actually, I saw, I first saw Marcy. The river was alive, and the river was uh, making music. <laughs> and uh, Mar- I first saw Marcy dancing on the water. And then I saw Kate. You were 
like lying on a, like a, a thing of a pool and you're just like resting in the river. <laughs> and then I just saw, I just started seeing everyone. And then Tracy was in like a tube and sipping on Coke, <laughs> Coca-Cola. And just, uh, <laughs> and the kids, I saw the school of kids, like they were a school of fish and they were actually like entrenched in the water. And like, I saw Asher and he was underwater so he could swim and like, I didn't have to worry about him drowning or anything. It was just the river of life. And uh, everyone was, it was just awesome. So the, like, the river was alive and was making music and we were just all in there and, uh, I was sitting there, and I have a very mother's heart, and so I was wondering, I was like, why are you showing me everyone? Because that's like, I carry everyone in my heart, and so it was just cool to see us all play, and there was other things, but those were the main cool things. Wow, that's amazing. So, I mean, the, she got something really just seeing um, Marcy and Kate. So, I mean, that's a real blessing for them that the Lord showed them something that, that the Lord's got a place of rest for you, Kate, that there's living water that you're going to be swimming in and um, it's going to give you life, you know. And, and the thing is, is that Kate may have needed to hear that. She may have needed to hear that she, that the Lord was talking to someone else on her behalf, you know. And um, does anybody else have anything they want to share? Come on up, JJ. Everybody, this is JJ. Ah, I am an alien. <laughs> I'm from South Africa, so getting more Americanized. Amen. Beautiful country. Beautiful. God's treasure. God's treasure. America is God's treasure. You got to get it. The enemy wants to steal the treasure. It's time to stand up. Amen. Guess what? God sent me from South Africa to prophesy to this nation. You won't lose the war. I'm encouraged for America. I really am. I know I came to share an image or a vision or imagination from God's heart. But I'm encouraged to tell you, America will not lose the war. Come on, praise it. America will not lose its season of blessing. Procrastination voice will die in the midst of the fire of God. God will visit this nation again and restore this nation to serve him reverently and tremble at his word. We are going to see another side of God like we've never seen. We are, the, we are the, really the best generation around. We are. You have so much of God inside of you that the enemy is so worried and so afraid. That you reach your true identity as a son. The sons are going to manifest with glory. Every demon will tremble at the sound of the sun. And let me tell you something now. America's song is coming back. The anthem of America will change in the next season. I prophesy there will be a literal change to the anthem. Woo! Sure. Hello, release that fire. 
Now I feel myself again. Amen. Man, what has happened to the passion of the church? Come on. How can we come into the house of God and not feel passionate for God anymore? Come on, guys. This is a time of reckoning. Your hearts need to be turned to the Lord. God wants to give you so much more greater what you've ever had. Because what you've had is nothing compared to what he wants to give you. He wants to give you a new heart. A new revelation. It's called transformation to reformation. You've got to be transformed to be reformed. There is a fire in the presence here. You know, I want to tell you, God is going to break for you. Your business world is going to change for you. Now, who's, who's got businesses here? Can I carry on? Go for it. Okay, cool. See what happens when you who, who owns businesses here? Get up. Get up. God's going to radically do something. God is going to do something radical. John, come stand by me. Because the Lord spoke to me earlier when I walked into this place. There's an anointing in this house. Finances. Let me tell you, it's going to break to every side of your business right now. Spells, witches, decorations, omens over the businesses of God are going to be broken. Curses are going to be broken against you and your business for the Lord. Who would say yes to the Lord today? Okay, those with businesses, come here. Come stand here. God is going to do something specific. This is a divine appointment. Man. There's no use coming down here unless you believe it. You believe in the prophets and what happens? What happens? We get a reward. We get a reward. There's nothing greater than a prophet's reward. Jesus gave it. He died. He rose. We got it. There's going to be a breaking to every area of your finances, business people. You have been caught into the marketplace for one only thing, kingdom. To establish the kingdom, the church will not rot away. The church will not battle anymore. The hour has changed. The church will be blessed. They will be above what you think or imagine. That word is going to come into the very core of the business of God's people. Let me tell you something. Something's about to explode. Can you believe that for your business? I've had you in my heart. I've seen you. I've seen you so many times. God is going to expand your borders and enlarge your territories. There's going to be a striking to the enemy that's come persistently against you. Oppose the work and the word of God in your life. God says that season is over. Watch and see what the word of the Lord today is for you. Because I'm about to release you and release a greater measure of who I am in you, says the Lord. Say, Lord, come on. Now, let me tell you something here. This is going to cost you. Coming with the Lord, it always costs something. You can't come to God without giving God something. Let me tell you, it's going to cost you. I don't care what your account is. I don't care where you are, but this is a cost. You want God to bless you, you give. You give. Break the backbone of the enemy today by your giving. This is not about a spiritual 
impartation. It's not going to do any good work for you. This is about receiving the prophet's word so that God can now begin to progress what he has really initially planned long before that you stood here. God knew you were going to stand here one day. Did you know that? God knew I was going to do this thing. And I had no intention to do this. Absolutely no intention. God has brought me to this house so that the gates of hell will not prevail anymore. It will not prevail, John, in your life. It will not prevail in your ministry. It will not prevail in your entrepreneurship. It will not prevail in your leadership, in your fathership. God says the gates of hell will not prevail against you anymore. You are going to strike your enemies to the left, to the right. And before you, God says, you're going to see the hand of God move in the next seven months in this place. That's going to shake the heavens and the earth. I had a word last week, last weekend, that was very, very unique, something that is, is exactly what this brother's saying, and I have not got it off my mind, but I've been in business a very long time, and I have cast my nets many so often and am so tired and have, and have believed that I'm just supposed to be moving on, which is what I've been trying to do. But the word that I got was when Jesus was standing on the shore and the disciples were casting their nets when he met them. And they weren't, he asked them, are you getting any fish? And they said, no. And he said, cast them one more time. And they couldn't even haul it all in. It was sinking their boat. Well, the word to me was, go back, the same thing you've done a thousand million times and failed, do it again. Cast your net again in the same way, in the same place. Come on. Lord, come on, follow me. Lord, I'm willing to do a new thing, to start a new thing, so that the old thing can be done away. I know today is divine. You've appointed it. You've established it. And I will learn of it. And today... I receive your kingdom in a mighty way that I've never received. And I shout from the bottom of my heart that everything that has stood before me is now broken. There is a release of heaven. There is an exercise of your kingdom through the Holy Spirit. And I give freely to you and obediently to you. And I will not hold back anymore. I believe your word. And I will die to your word. Amen. Amen. Very good. Now tell us what you saw. Come on. I'm going to hold on to this one right here. In case you get going again, brother. I will try not to. While he's looking at um, his message, you know what I got? I got gold. Um, it was, again, it was about the releasing of finances and uh, the goal that the Lord is, is giving, which is kind of an unusual word for me to get. But um, he was showing me the gold, um, gold coins, big gold coins. Wow. Confirmation. Okay. What I saw, I saw a, a rider on a horse. And I said to the Lord, what is significant about the rider on the horse? Because... Because it's, it's always in the Bible, right? Jesus on the horse and so on and Zico and they had visions. The Lord said, 
the power is not of the rider on the horse. It's, it's in the sound of the, of the feet of the horse. The strength does not lie within the horse and the, and the horseman, but it's in the feet. It's within the sound of the galloping. That's where the victory is. Okay, awesome. Praise the Lord. Thank you, JJ. Who else has a word? I just want to say one thing. The, uh, when the service first started, I was just, my mind was kind of drifting, you know, with the Lord. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny? And I don't know why I was thinking this, right? At the time, I'm just kind of drifting around. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if people were so impregnated with the word of the Lord that they couldn't hold it back? <laughs> and so when he came up here, and I was thinking about that, and I thought, that's what was wrong, quote, wrong, with the Ephesians church. They were all so pregnant with the word of the Lord that they all wanted to talk. You know, and so I was thinking, what if this house had that problem? That everybody was so impregnated with the word of the Lord and wanted to get up here and speak. And I thought that would be a really good thing. So I think it was really important that he came up here and he did this today because it can start that. And we need to get back to the Ephesians church. Come on. Come on. You know, when I was, um, what I saw is I saw a tree that began to grow out of the center of this room. And it was beautiful. It was, it was really the tree of life, and it was producing these incredibly big um, apples. And I asked the Lord, you know, what is that? And he said, it's my people that are beginning to sprout into heaven. It's my people who are, are beginning to, to take root. And, um, and the tree was not like a normal tree. It had blue in it. It had green in it. It had all of the colors of the rainbow. Um, real glittery, real bright and shiny. And I, I just want you to be encouraged because there's a sprouting of the Lord that's in you. And God is going to, um, he's going to be authentic to you in the places of heaven that you've struggled with in the past. So I just want to, Marcus, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go ahead and close it because um, it's, it's 1245 and we have to be um, considerate of everybody's time. So I just thank you, um, Lord. I thank you for what you've done here today. I just bless, uh, bless us, God, as we go out and bless us in our encounters with you. Father, we love you and we're so thankful that you have prepared a place for us, that there is a table that is set, that there is a river that is running that heaven's resources are fully available to us. All we have to do is come. So release that. Release the drawing in over us today. And I just bless all of you to go and have a great lunch and share with each other about the visions that you got. Amen. Amen.